in the communion of the Holy Spirit rule in our midst this afternoon that we may obtain the blessings that God has intention for us to receive unto the strengthening of our faith and unto the strengthening of our love for our God and for one another. Amen. For our text of meditation that we shall look into this afternoon, I would like that by the direction of the Holy Spirit, we would go into the first chapter of the epistle, first epistle of Peter. Peter's first epistle, the first chapter. Beginning with the first verse, reading through verse 9. And the word of God is as follows in Jesus' name. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Amen. The Apostle Peter was again bold. We remember him as one of the disciples who was very bold and outspoken. But that boldness that we remember while he was an apostle and a disciple was not a boldness that was of God, but it was his courage that came from the flesh and which often brought him shame and disappointment. But that was necessary for Peter that he might see and experience what he is like by nature. And when his nature became sin unto him and he was converted, 
Then he became a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ in spirit, being led by the Spirit of God and not by his own will or reasoning, either by his own strength or his personal ambitions, were his object and the reason for the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ in his life. But rather now the love of God had been shed abroad in his heart by the Holy Ghost that was given unto him in new birth. After that sin had become exceedingly sinful unto him, the Lord Jesus Christ also came unto him and comforted him in his sorrow, in his anguish. The Apostle Peter now calls himself an Apostle of He lacks about this matter of, am I to be saved or am I not? We know, who are here gathered this afternoon, that it is the will of God that we would inherit eternal life. God has given this unto us already. We possess it in our hearts. We know eternal life is abiding within us. We have received the testimony from heaven that we are the children of God. Therefore we are confident of this, that eternal life is ours. And when the Lord comes, we will also rise and meet him in the air and we shall ever be with the Lord. But it has not taken place in our hearts in any other way but through sanctification of the Spirit. It did not just simply come unto us. But I'm especially speaking of prodigal sons and daughters such as I are and perhaps there are some others here who have been in the world and had to be born again. Perhaps there are others here and I hope and pray so and I would encourage the young ones, the children, boys and girls to always remain faithful and follow the Lord Jesus Christ and the leading of the Holy Spirit which is in your heart which sanctifies daily. That is... It keeps you set apart from the world, nigh unto the Lord Jesus Christ, worshiping the Lord at the altar of mercy and the throne of grace. But now we have also been brought unto the altar of mercy. In this way we have experienced how we are the elect of God and predestinated to inherit eternal life, according to the foreknowledge of God. No one has come out of this world of sin and darkness into the kingdom of God except through the door. Those who have come through the door have experienced the bitterness of their sins, but they have also tasted of the sweetness of the grace of God. That is, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. This is how now we are, and we do know that we are the elect of God. And we do not have to doubt Him. We do not have to fear. Am I an elect of God? Am I a chosen of God? And if we had to think that am I perhaps I am not a chosen of God, then our faith is in vain. God would not have troubled Himself in calling us unto Himself. But surely we are, and we can take courage and confidence in this. And that we are the chosen of God in Christ Jesus our Lord and through sanctification of the Spirit and the blood of sprinkling which has washed our sins away, which has brought peace unto our hearts and our consciences have been cleaned and we have now the testimony in our hearts that is the Spirit of God that testifies that God is our Father, that He is our Father and we are his children.
grace unto you and peace be multiplied. This was the will. This is the will of the heart of God that the grace of God would be bestowed upon us. And God is always there bestowing abundantly His grace upon us and His peace. It is multiplied within us. But we do not always recognize this, even because we do not think or meditate upon it, nor we pray concerning it. But it is the will of God that we would humble ourselves at this throne of grace where we are this afternoon, that is here, where Jesus is. Bow down our heads, our hearts before Him and ask Him to help us to see how that His grace is upon us and this peace that we have the world could not give unto us. And that we are no longer the enemies of God, but God has been reconciled unto us, or rather we are reconciled unto God by the blood of the, His Son, Jesus Christ. What a great blessing is given unto us, such we could not imagine could be ours. But this was the plan of God for us, that we would have such peace and experience such grace and love that the world knows nothing of. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now here is one writing concerning the resurrection of Christ, that it brought a living hope unto him. And he knew what he was talking about, because we remember what it was like with him when his Lord stood in the judgment hall, when he went into those fires that were lit by strangers, by the enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ, and there he was warming his hands. And and when he was questioned concerning whether he knows this man who is in judgment, that do you know him? Are you a friend of his? He says, nay, I do not know this man. And then again, that strength that he had so boasted of that he had, which was going to be able to keep him through judgment hall and even death with the Lord Jesus Christ, it failed him. And it has failed us also. We do not have any strength of our own. If we think we do, it will fail us in hopefully. In the time of grace we will come, you my friend will come to know what you are. So that the blessedness of the Lord Jesus Christ in the power of his resurrection when he comes to speak peace as he did unto Peter, he can also speak the same unto you. And then you shall see that the Lord Jesus Christ's atoning death was for you, so that you may also receive the hope of eternal life. Now, Peter states that it is a great blessing of God that we have been begotten unto a lively hope. It is according to God's mercy. We have not been able to say that we can have the hope of eternal life because of our works. He renders all thanksgiving when he states, Blessed is the God and Father. He gives God the glory. He thanks God for this abundant mercy that he has had. 
And he states, he has begotten us. That means he has given us a birth. To be begotten is to be born, or to be born again in this case. In the case of Peter, because he denied his Lord, and he completely denied him with cursing and swearing. Now he had to be born again. He was not inside of this blessed kingdom of God, where there is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He had denied all of that. But now the Lord Jesus Christ came unto him with mercy, as he had already looked upon Peter in judgment hall with mercy and compassion, and the heart of Peter was broken. And he wept and he was lamenting over his own sins, to see how corrupt and sinful he was. But the Lord in due time came unto him in his resurrection, and he was, and the Lord specifically made it a point and to you women, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the wife of uh, Joseph and the other Mary, who have seen the Lord, go and tell my disciples that I go before them into Galilee. And Peter also, specifically tell Peter this, he needs to know that I have risen from the dead and that I love him, and that I am willing to forgive him all his sins, and to cleanse him from all unrighteousness. And, and this is what Peter remembers when he writes this verse for us. And what a great 